Well, hello there, Wrestling Inc. audience. My dog is barking. This is this is the intro. We're having such a chaotic night, Jimmy, but it is Thanksgiving Eve, and we are here. I am hosting tonight. I'm pinch hitting. Me and Jimmy are gonna make this work. Just the two of us, Jimmy. Yeah. Former WWF referee. Let me give you your intro because Justin always does such a good job with that. Legendary. Hall of Famer, I am, I am, I am manifesting it onto the world. Jimmy, how are you? Uh, after that intro, how could I be bad? That was awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, and to everyone in the United States who are celebrating Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to you all. A little bit early for us here in Canada, we had it already. Ours, ours falls on a Monday, and, and and I like it better on the Thursday. The Thursday is a better idea because then you you know you got it not only a long weekend, you got an extra long weekend. <laughs> right. Do you do you have to go back to work on the Tuesday? Yeah, of course. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah. See, see what I mean? It's like no. Do you guys? It's a, it's a it's a similar tradition. Turkey, like like how do you guys do it up there? No, so it's it's very much similar. You know, the turkey is the tradition. Of course, I like to say in Canada they probably a lot more duck being used than turkey. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Is it? How is it? How's duck meat? You know what? To be honest with you, I have not tried the duck meat. Uh, I'm, Ooh, I'm, okay. Yes, yes. Born and raised in Canada, and have not tried duck. I may have when I was younger, and just don't remember it. And probably right. was given given to me as chicken. Oh, you know? don't you love when people? The first time I tried deer, I was tricked into it, Jimmy. I was so like, "Oh, try this. You're gonna love it." And after. Mm -hmm. I started eating it. I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. Then they told me what it was. But yeah. because before we get into tonight's dynamite and everything in between, I have to ask because I'm hosting. So, Jimmy, I know you were part of a lot of Survivor Series. I think Thanksgiving, I think family shopping and Survivor Series. Do you have a favorite match or memory from Survivor Series that you were a part of? Oh, what can I tell you? Uh, you know, there's so many, you know, uh, over the years I've been blessed. To, to be a part of so many Survivor Series, but the one I've been blessed most with is I was a part of the very first Survivor Series in Cleveland, Ohio, and got to be the, you know, there's an inside referee and an outside referee. I was the inside referee for the women's match where there were five tag teams on each side, you know, the Jumping Bomb Angels and the Glamour Girls and all the legends that I got the referee there, which is really cool. And then I was the outside referee for the main event, Joey Morella, was the inside referee for Team Hogan versus Team Andre? Oh my is, god! And and I have a picture somewhere, and I, I will send it to you one day. Where it's Joey and I standing between Hogan and Andre, trying to keep them separated. At the same time, Gorilla Monsoon, who was Joey Morella's dad, used to call us the the, the twins because I had uh, we we had similar hair. I had hair back in the day, uh, okay. but mine my, my was mine was a little. His was more like a mullet. Mine was a little more f like a frolet, as Edge, or sorry, Adam Copeland used to call it. <laughs> <laughs> we can call him Edge because we're talking about WWE right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, when he was there, yes, Edge. <laughs> I love that. I bet, I bet you got Survivor Series stories to tell. And before we get into Dynamite, I want to thank everybody in the chat pulling up with me and Jimmy trying to run this show solo. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, because you brought up stories, Ben. You know, I was obviously there for the most infamous uh, incident in Survivor Series history that happened in Montreal, the Montreal screw job. Were and you there for the gobbledygooker? No, you know what? Thank goodness I wasn't. <laughs> but uh, but the, the Montreal screw. Here's here's a here's a quick little thing. Uh, yeah. Of course, none of us knew what was going on, so I'm standing in gorilla. The gorilla position, watching the monitor standing right beside Bruce Pritchard, who's on the, you know, Manning Gorilla, because Gerald Briscoe was out at ringside with, with right. Mr. McMahon, and we were told that there was going to be the match was going to end in a big schmoz. We're going to go out there help break things up, blah blah blah. So I'm watching the monitor. I'm watching the monitor. We see what goes on. I look at Bruce. He looks at, and he, Bruce is now talking to the truck. What the heck's going on? I guess Bruce wasn't given, wasn't filled in either. I don't know. Either that or he's the greatest actor in the world. And it okay. just, nobody knew. And then, you know, we find out later that Sean was in on it. But Sean actually was a great actor, too, because when he came through, there's a, a gorilla into the area where every, all the talent watches the, the monitor. Yeah. He, he threw that title down and started acting like, I don't want it this way. This is, you know, but anyways. 
<laughs> it's all in my book. I, I, I write all about yeah, it. All yeah, yeah, which is a great book, by the way, guys. Okay. Now, when you tell the story, mm -hmm. you ever gotten anybody questioning or kind of like going like, okay, is that what you were told to do? You have any kind of wrestling conspiracy theories that go like, yeah, Jimmy, you were probably in, you were all probably in and you're just not allowed to tell the real story or do people just let it go? For, for the most part, they let it go, but there are the, the few, oh, come on, you knew it, you knew it. I, no, I just, you know, I Earl disappeared. You know, he, he called for the bell, he ran out of the ring and Dave, apparently David was waiting in the parking garage with the car running and all the bags and he just jumped in and they left. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so they told you guys wait by Gorilla, handle the situation and everybody just got <laughs> no, no, yeah. Wait, wait a gorilla because the match is going to end in a schmoz. Yeah. You know, where no, technically for those who are wondering what a schmoz is, no finish. It was going to be chaos. You know, even some of the guys from, uh, from uh, team Sean, we're waiting and going, what the heck? Now, I don't know if Sean filled them in or, or, or they were, right. uh, again, great actors. But, man, it was a confusion. The, the worst part was the next day in Ottawa when we did TV. It, it, it had to be the most awkward night, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, basically, you're telling me that pretty much 90% of the people that were backstage behind the scenes were just as clueless as those of us that were watching. I would say even more than 90%. Probably like about 99. I'm pretty sure only two, three oh, people knew about this, right? Yeah, they, they kept that close to the vest. Though. I got it. I got I mean, they it. have to. I oh, always yeah. think like when somebody doesn't want something to get out, they know how to make it work so it doesn't get out, right? But, well, you know, in, yeah. in today's... Now, here's a question for you. Well, I promise, guys, we'll get into Dynamite. But this is me and Jimmy's <laughs> show right now. Here's a question for you. In today's DNA, right, do you think they could get away with it? In today's... In today's day, like with everything going on, with all the leaks, with all the social media, with all the dirt sheets, with all the people talking to people, do you think that they could do something like that today on the modern age? I, I think it can be done with the right people. You, you got to get the right people who just don't want things. There's, you know, it's so much more fun when stuff doesn't leak out. Obviously, it's kind of cool. Uh, it's cool to say, ooh, you know, I heard this and I heard that. And that's the cool thing right now. But I think there is an element out there, especially in our industry, that don't want things to leak out. Right. And when done correctly, when things are a true surprise to the audience, uh, that's that's best. I always say it's best. And I think with the right people in the right positions, it can be done. So you still think we can? they can pull it off, but it has to be, again, two, three people know about it, and it has to be the right people that are not going to say anything. I agree with you because yeah. I do – I. And my favorite thing about wrestling, one of the reasons I fell in love with it, is those unexpected moments. Wrestling just always gives me so many surprises, so many moments that you're not expecting. And I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with the modern age of wrestling because too many things get out. And I just want to be surprised. I want to get excited. You know, I want to go and see what everybody thought. And you, right. don't, you don't get as many of those moments anymore. But I agree right. with you. I think it can still be pulled off so there you guys go when i host the shows we don't do news we talk fun things with jimmy because that yes. is a lot more fun than news or tonight's dynamite we'll get into that <laughs> but <laughs> before we do any of that i just want to thank everybody in the chat spending their thanksgiving eve with us jimmy we have lego i see Corey pride ricky kod mikey beer money is here i think i saw tommy over there i see all of you guys the lurkers like jack likes to say uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to you guys. And let's get into tonight's Dynamite, Jimmy. Before okay. I go match by match or whatever happened, happened, step by step, overall thoughts before we get started. I, th I thought it was interesting. It was, again, a mixed bag of things where stuff got me interested and then other stuff took me out of the, my element. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I, it's it's the inconsistency that drives me crazy. I a thought bit, And we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I thought they had an issue with the pacing today as mm -hmm. well. Like, I don't know if it was the pacing or the way they book certain things, but I felt like really into it, then very out of it, then back into it. And I think that that spot where I fell out of it, like, I was like, this is like NyQuil right now. I was struggling, <laughs> Jimmy. I was about to make some coffee, but I drink so much coffee that it has no effect on me. But we <laughs> opened tonight's show with Jay Lethal versus Swerve Strickland. This was a Continental Classic match. Jimmy, did you get a chance to look at the brackets and the rules for this tournament that they posted all over social media today? 
Yeah, and you know what? The the concept of this actually I, I like. I mm -hmm. like the idea where they have, you know, two different brackets. Uh, every person from each bracket faces each other. There's a point system and the two right. points. Um, do I like the idea of where this is leading to, you know, uniting three championships into Hold on, I'm, let, me, let me get this. I have to get this right. I had to write it down. So it's the ROH World Title, right? Yes. The New Japan uh, Strong Open Heavyweight Championship. Yes. I believe. And the AEW uh, Continental Championship. Yes. Which will, which will all be combined now to be known as the Triple Crown Champ. I don't think that makes any sense because these are three complete different companies. How are you yeah. unifying titles that are from complete different companies? And there's not even New Japan full-time people in this tournament. If you're New Japan Pro mm. Wrestling, wouldn't you have something to say about that? Exactly. And and, and I don't... Uh, that's, again, the things that don't make sense. I like the concept of, of, of the actual way this tournament's being set up, but it's just the end result is like, makes me question, but why? Why not have an ROH World Heavyweight Championship? Because you are promoting that as your other brand you know you do work with new japan you have a, a working relationship where some of your talent does go over there and some of their talent does show up here but it's not like a full-time thing it's not right. like a full partnership so you know to, to to mesh those two titles with the continental championship uh i don't know it, yeah too I, much. i thought about you and the potatoes as soon as they announced <laughs> <laughs> on full gear when Eddie Kingston cut that promo backstage and said, hey, I'm going to put my titles on the line too. And I was like, is this going to make some of the Eddie Kingston matches predictable? But I guess with the point system, it doesn't matter because you can kind of like lose but still catch up. You know what I mean? But right. I don't think they made that clear. If Eddie Kingston loses a match, does that person become the champion for the meantime? You know what I mean? Like I'm very confused about how that will work or these titles are just going to stay there until the end. I think that I think they're just there until uh, a, a new triple crown champion is is crowned. Right, but you can see yeah. how it can get confusing. Yeah, it, it, they should at least have a little segment where saying, "Hey, look at here I am. I am the uh, ROH World Heavyweight Champion. I am competing now for to for the Unified Championship." You know, so here I relinquish this title, but and I you know cut a promo. I will win it in this tournament, whatever the case right. may be. That sort of thing. Right. I just hope his matches doesn't become extremely predictable because his titles are there and he's going to mm -hmm. make it all the way to the end. But I do think the point system kind of like makes it a little less predictable. I saw some matches tonight. I kind of knew who was going to win. Um, but obviously we opened up with the first match and that was Jay Lethal versus mm -hmm. Swerve Strickland. Uh, before this, uh, Jimmy, did you get a chance to watch Full Gear? Uh, I got a chance to watch most of it. Let's put it that way. And uh, uh, I, I saw the the brutality let's put it that way for lack of a better term the I, I, as much as i enjoyed this match at the same time for thinking from a story standpoint and a logic standpoint i thought swerve should have been selling a little more than he was yes yes, yes you, you know exactly make... where i was going <laughs> yeah no you know i i get it he's a tough guy he's fighting through this but by not selling enough of what happened on uh at full gear I thought it took away from that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? When you look back at it, did the right guy go over in this match? You, of course, you know, you're trying to build somebody 100%. here. And, and I agree with the, with the winner of the match. I just wish you would have sold a little more. That's, That's the first thing I thought about. I'm like, I see Swerf come out. Mm. He's not limping. Mm -hmm. We have a little bit of tape on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. There's no bandages or anything mm -hmm. for the spot in which he was staple or where he was bleeding. He looked mm -hmm. brand new. Now, Full gear was Saturday. You know, it's Wednesday. Yeah. I'll try to give him the benefit of the doubt because it's been a few days. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, he was yeah. going against Jay Lethal. Um, right. Jay Lethal starts out by dropping Swerve Strickland with a shoulder tackle. He was, like, really, really focusing on that hurt shoulder, mm -hmm. which I did like. Um, following up by diving outside of the ring. Uh, Lethal tries to fight back when Strickland makes his comeback. Um, again, he was focused on the tape shoulder. But Strickland mm -hmm. kept focusing on the knee. So they were each attacking a particular body area throughout the entire match. Right. Um, Lito sends his opponent shoulder first into the ring pose and then dives him onto the mat. But Strickland strikes back. He is he's unbeatable, basically, mm -hmm. <laughs> with a suplex. Uh, Lito connects with a huge pump kick, but Swerve stumps to secure 
three points. The winner of the first match of the tournament is Swerve. I will say I was very happy to hear the pop for Swerve. I think Swerve is something that's happening very organically. Um, mm -hmm. and, and if I had to take away, I would say that, I, I mean, we just watched one of the most brutal, you know, matches probably of, of AW. Like, I really like, you know, I like violence, Jimmy. We had this conversation. So I love that match. But seeing him come out like nothing happened and I'm doing just fine kind of took me out of it a little bit, but I'm super happy and I hope uh, Swerve goes a long way in this tournament. What do you think of the match? No, I thought the match was fine. I just thought he should have been, uh, you know, the story of the match made sense where, you know, he was targeting, like you said, the shoulder and that sort of stuff. But, and, and I understand wanting Swerve to look strong in this match, but at the same time, uh, you know, at least have him look like he's fighting through the pain. He's feeling right. it. I, I wish he would have, um, you know, a little more expression, so to speak, uh, where you can see it almost in his face that he's fighting through the pain. I didn't, I felt like I didn't see enough of that anyway. Yeah, I was like trying to find any marks for the staple gun. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like there was no marks, there was no bandages. And yeah, I, I, I mean... It's just the brutality of that match. I did feel like we should have seen it more. Or is this a match that we even needed to put on tonight? Maybe we should have served Swerve for next Wednesday just for the benefit of selling that match. We didn't see mm -hmm. Hangman Page. Obviously, he did lose. But I'm just saying, again, I like the match. I thought the right person won. I'm happy that he got the three points. But I just, I'm nitpicking at this point because I just really, really enjoyed that match. And I feel like this kind of took away a little bit. Uh, Renee is then show backstage for Orange Cassidy and his partners for tonight. Cassidy wants to make an announcement, but Willer Yuta appears and ruins everything as usual. Um, anyway, so then we moved on to NJF and Adam Cole addressing the fans. Uh, NJ, you know what? Since we didn't do a review for Full Gear, what do you think of the whole angle that they did with NJF and Adam Cole at Full Gear? The whole angle? Yeah, you know, like Adam. they were going to have yeah. Adam Cole fight even though he's less clear than MJF and then MJF magically, you know, magically appears. Mm -hmm. I think everybody thought something was going to happen. Nothing happened. JY loses to the one-legged man. Uh, did you did you have any thoughts in regards to just that angle as far as full gear? No, nah, not really. He didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, same. All right, so NJF and Adam Cole both hobbled their way to the rings with crutches. Mm -hmm. NJF is selling his match more than Swerve was. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know, I got to throw my shade. <laughs> I don't have Justin Lavar here to tell me to stop. Um, obviously, NJF does a little bit of bragging, does a little bit of pandering to Chicago, but he finally kind of like owns up and says, I'm not going to be humble. We're the best tag team. I'm the best AW world champ. Uh, Cole says that his knee is not even close to being able to walk, but he will work his ass off to get back and he will be at 100% again. Of course, they're interrupted by the devil. The devil shows up. Now, a lot of people thought that they were going to have something with the devil on Saturday. And I saw a lot of people on social media speculate that maybe the devil masked person is Adam Cole because he was present the whole time and we didn't see the devil on Saturday. Does this like add a little bit of a speculation? Maybe it's not Adam Cole now that we show the devil show up when Adam Cole is with NJF? Yeah. Oh, see, that's the whole thing. It's got people guessing, and that's the whole idea. You want people to start thinking, oh, yeah, I can see it so and so. I can see it so and so. Uh, they've got people going, oh, I thought it would, I thought maybe that it was uh, um, MJF pulling a fast one on everybody. And it still could be because, you know, that could have been put up there. He had it, he had did that little piece earlier uh, and, and put it up there to throw everybody off the trail, but it, it, it's got everybody guessing. And that's the best part about this right now, because it, it gives, gives people the, the mindset of, Hey, I wonder who it is. And it also gives you options. Do you still, do you think, who do you, who are you leaning towards? Do you have any idea who it could be? Oh, I I wish I I wish I did. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm thinking it, and, and you know what? I'm I'm not gonna try and disappoint myself by saying I think it's so and so, and then it's not. Right. <laughs> I I do I do like how invested I am. I did think I was like, okay, if, if Adam Cole is there, we saw the devil. Maybe it was pre-recorded. Some people in the chat are speculating that could have been a pre-recorded video. We don't know, but we're all invested. And at this point, I also do think that he needs to 
yeah, let it ride. Like we don't have another pay-per-view until the end of December, but at the same time, it's mm -hmm. gotta have a big payoff because a lot of people are invested into the storyline. Uh, the Devil Mask, he just he just shows up on a quick video, glitch, laughs, goes away, and that is immediately followed by Samoa Joe. As you know, Samoa Joe tacting with MJF helped him retain the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships for a world title match. Uh, <laughs> they had a little bit of a back and forth, and we'll get yeah. into that. But back to the arena, Samoa Joe makes his way to the ring. Joe is here to ensure that MJF is going to honor his word, and MJF is about to, I think he said something that we're not allowed to say, but mm -hmm. uh, Joe grabs him, and he's about to beat him up, but then Adam Cole tries to talk some sense into them. Adam Cole tells MJF, you're MJF, you're the world champ, you're going to do this. And then MJF offers to have the match right here, right now. But Samoa Joe, of course, gives him the whole, hey, I want you healthy. I want you at 100%. Let's do it at World's End, which is a pay-per-view at the end of December. And Joe warns him that worrying about the devil goes away today because MJF is now his property and he will have his back because he wants to make sure that he gets a fully healthy MJF so that he can beat him at World's End. So yes. what do you think about all of this? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the back and forth. I, I enjoyed the uh, the verbiage they used, the interaction back and forth, and I like that Joe comes off looking like the babyface here, saying, "I don't, I, I could face you tonight when you're less than less than a hundred percent, especially you know you're walking out here with a cane, so to speak. I want you at a hundred percent in your hometown." <laughs> well, he didn't say that in the hometown. That's where it ended right. up. Right. Um, or MJF it made the MJF kind of like said it's going to be in Long Island, my, right. my home it, turf. So, but again, it was we talk about this on this show all the time where you want to talk people in front of their television sets or talk them into the arenas, and that's what I like they did here. They talked me into wanting to see this match now, and that's the goal. I don't feel the same way because we've seen it, not and I feel like this roster is so big and so broad that why are we getting repeat matches for njf when there's still so many matches that you could do with him i thought that it was i, mean, I love that we have complete different outlooks because i thought it was a little inconsistent in uh no i'm not gonna give you this match and then adam cole doing a whole motivational speech gets you to change your mind and i had this issue later on as well who is the face and who is the heel i thought that samoa joe was the heel we were told samoa joe was a heel we're told that njf is a heel but he turned face with adam cole so if, if samoa joe's the heel why would he want him healthy like there was i just got confused i got a little bit lost in the storyline here so i feel like i took it differently than what you did i like the way that you saw it but that's how i saw it i felt like who are you supposed to root for why would he want him healthy if he's the if it's the heel and why would NJF not want to give him the match if it's the baby face? Like there was a little bit of a who's who and who am I supposed to root for? No, I, I, I totally get that. And I totally understand that. But uh, mm -hmm. again, that's the beauty of this business is you, you can see the same thing and people can see, get different things out of it. Yeah. And, I love that. Yeah. That's what we do. What we do too. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, Corey, I see your super chat, and I will get to that when we get to Tony's uh, segment on the show tonight. But yeah, they had this back and forth, and the match has been made. So now you guys know at Worlds, and MJF will defend his AW World Championship against Samoa Joe. I do like seeing Samoa Joe like being in such a prominent role because he relinquished his title, so he might as well be featured everywhere and show why he gave that up and what he's focusing on. Uh, this was followed up by a match that I had no idea why it was happening, but Orange Cassidy says he has a Thanksgiving surprise and we get the return of Dan Housen. He had a great uh, crowd reaction. The fans get mm -hmm. excited about Dan Housen. Uh, Daddy Magic jumps hook, but it doesn't take the FTW champion to turn around. Uh, he launches a Magic. Listen, <laughs> the heels isolated hook. Uh, Hook manages to grab and T-Bone suplex. I love his suplexes, by the way. It makes sense. He runs in the family, but he does do a really good suplex. Uh, Orange Cassidy packs in and starts unloading on his opponent, dropping a magic magic with a DDT. Uh, Hager misses a splash, gets beaten down by Shibata. I thought Shibata looked pretty badass in this match. 
Uh, Cassidy hits an orange punch to um, Hager while his teammates gain a submission. It was like a double submission for the win. Mm -hmm. The winners of this match, Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Shibata. Do you know why this match was happening? Uh, yes, to reintroduce Danhausen, basically, and to get him. And uh, the, it looks like his rivalry or feud is going to continue with Jake Hager, especially since he produced the purple hat, the purple right. bucket hat. Uh, so this triple threat match was, okay, let's put some guys out there who can go and do some stuff, but we want to reintroduce someone into the roster. And I think that was the main reason for this match happening is to reintroduce Danhausen and at least give us an idea of who he's going to be facing coming up. But shouldn't we be more worried about who Orange Cassidy is facing with him uh, being able to beat Moxley at full gear and getting the biggest win of his career? I mean, last week he was telling us beating Moxley is the one thing he hasn't done and he must accomplish. And now he's just like, hey, Dan and is back. Let's not even talk about my big win. Not, you would think that that would be the direction that we're going. That would, <laughs> again, we're talking about making sense. That does make the right. most sense. This, again... They were trying to figure out how to reintroduce Danhausen, and they could have done it in a different way. There's so many different ways, and you know, hey, every we seem to have surprises announced every week. Why not announce another surprise? We have a surprise return coming up, and then have him come out or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just this we agree on. <laughs> yeah, just a continuation from such a big pay per view with so many angles, and and where are we going? I will say I, I like the pop for Denhausen. The match was fine. Like I said, I, I like Hook doing the suplexes, and I thought that Shibata, mm -hmm. even though we haven't seen him a lot lately, looked great in this match. But um, I'm going to give him – I'm going to be nice, you guys. I'm trying to be positive. I was doing it on my channel too. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because this is a holiday weekend, and a lot mm -hmm. of these shows are, are known for kind of phoning it in. I did think we got some movement and some storylines tonight. They could have just given us a whole lot of nothing being the show on the night that everybody's traveling. So, by the way, happy birthday to Justin Labar. I'm pretty sure yes. he's not watching us. I'm pretty sure he is completely wasted. But the reason why we're pulling this one out for him is because he is celebrating his birthday. So, happy yes. birthday to him. Yeah, um, all right. So, and congrats to him, too. Yeah, he dropped some big news. He's getting yes. another show on Busted Open Radio. You guys, go support yeah. our guy, Justin Labar, over there. He does great work. Yes, he does, um, absolutely. So after the show, we saw Renee. She was a busy girl today. She was shown mm -hmm. with Adam Cole. He says he's proud of MJF for accepting the match with Samoa Joe. And then, of course, Roderick Strong and the Kingdom appear and ask where Strong was on Friday when he got dropped on his head. Mm -hmm. However, Cole said he isn't Strong's best friend anymore, and he tells him to back off and leave him alone. I'm sure this will lead to something <laughs> down the yeah. road, but that's where we left this. All right, so this is followed by the, I don't even know what this was, but it was Christian Cage's, I think they were calling it the Chris, the christening of, of Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. Uh, so, of course, Christian Cage starts his promo by saying that a champion is gracious in defeat and that he can stand here and say that he did not lose the match. <laughs> uh -huh. A full gear. He says Nick Wayne didn't lose the match either. He was Luchasaurus. He completely skips over the fact that he ran away and left them on their own. We don't need to mention that part, right? Yeah. Um, Cage um, says that it's unacceptable. He decided that both of them have benefited from being associated with him since they're his children, and it is time to recreate them both in his image. Mm. Cage told Luchasaurus to take a knee. He has a long tongue. He tells him that his new name is going to be Kill Switch. And I think he told... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. 
Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nick Wayne to not take a knee because Nick Wayne is the prodigy. He sees himself in Nick Wayne. I thought that was important. I I, I really, that one stuck with me. Um, Of course, we see um, Nick Wayne's mom make her way down the ramp. She's trying to reason here. Uh, Obviously, we're going to get an attack. At some point, he's going to do a concerto, but he has kill Switch or Luchasaurus. I don't even know what we're supposed to be calling him now, Jimmy. Right. But he asked him to concerto her, and um, Edge comes back for the save. Hits an amazing-looking spear. The mm-hmm. timing, the camera work on that spear, beautifully done. I got to give him credit where it's due. Um, so we're obviously still moving towards this Christian Cage and Adam Copeland. Oh, God, I said Edge, didn't I? Adam Copeland, guys. I take it back. Adam Copeland's match with Christian Cage, but... Jimmy, I had the same issue here. Who am I supposed to root for? Why is 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 Adam Copeland spearing and beating up this boy in front of the mom who's dead there? Like it felt a little bit like what is happening here? What do you think of this whole interaction and what are your takeaways? Uh th- that I didn't have as much of a problem with because it seemed like Nick Wayne was kind of uh snubbing his mom so to speak. And that kind of made me think, you know, th- this kid needs to be taught some, uh, uh, show some respect to your parents. So, you know, and of course, some of the language being used were, were Christian referred to him as felt like he was a son to him and that sort of stuff. So I think that fit well. And the, the big save by Edge was awesome. You know, I, I just, uh, some of the language used were referring to, to Nick's dad the way they did in, in the language. Obviously they were okay with it. They must've been okay with him using it, but at the same time, it is kind of like tough to hear. Let's put it that yeah. way. And, and, and does what it's supposed to do. It makes you not like him. <laughs> yep. And the other thing, I, the other big thing I liked about this was uh, it happened at the, uh, it happened at full gear and it happened tonight. Again, the interaction, the physicality between Christian and Adam Copeland Mm-hmm. has been you know you're kept anticipating, yeah kept to a bare minimum and you're anticipating them getting into it and they're prolonging this and they're making it feel like when they finally do clash you're going to get that reaction that you're anticipating i saw some people uh like this segment obviously uh, and i saw some people compare it and i wanted to ask you about this to the Beth phoenix storyline that they did in the past with uh with adam copeland i i can't recall the storyline but i did see a lot of people throughout social media talk about it i had a hard time not with the nick wayne father thing like the language i didn't like the way that he referred to the mom being a waitress making only forty thousand dollar a year i'm like hey hey come on take it easy take it easy but i what i wanted to ask as christian is walking away he is he actually he's a great actor but he's legitimately hurt. Like, I feel like Nick Wayne really starting to mean something here. Is that going to be the downfall of Christian? Is he going to get all soft on us? Did you see the real pain in his face? Or is he fooling us, Jimmy? You know better than me, so I got to ask you. No, he's, 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 he's fooling everybody. I mean, he's getting, you know, he wants people to think that he's sympathizing with him. But at the same time, you know, uh, I think he's more upset that he doesn't have someone he could use as a shield to put between him and Adam Copeland for right now. That's what it feels like. I think he's, he's, he's pulling a fast one on everybody, including Nick Wayne. 
But if he's looking for a shield, why is he treating Luchasaurus this way? Because he's completely kind of like dismissing him now because he has a new toy. I guess maybe he's trying to rile him up a little bit and get him, you know, back to being the, you know, R. R. <laughs> yeah, get, you know, angry Luchasaurus as opposed to, he seemed to as, I don't want to say softened up, but he doesn't seem like the old Luchasaurus. Maybe he's trying to rile him up and get him going again. And this is his way of doing it and say, hey, listen, I didn't mean any of that stuff I said to you. Just trying to get you get the old you back, so to speak. Which one do you prefer, Kill Switch or Luchasaurus? Well, I know him as Luchasaurus. Uh, and I don't know, Kill Switch, that sounds like a finishing move more than anything. Right. Well, that he did say he was his finisher, so it will make sense for this to sound yeah. <laughs> to sound go. like a like a finishing move. Right. Great, great work by everybody involved here. What yes. about the involvement of the mom? Do you think this is just to kind of like pull out the heartstrings and make us more emotionally involved in the storyline? It's exactly what it did. And, and, because, and because I feel like out of this, sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like out of all this group of people, the one that we probably care about the least, and I found myself thinking that a full gear is Nick Wayne. So maybe the inclusion of the mom and bringing up the dad is really going to make us start caring about his character development. And and her taking a bump as well and selling Yeah. It, you know, uh, obviously being married to the business mm-hmm. and also being mom to someone in the business. Being she, married she, and giving birth to the business. She's, yeah. she's not what she's doing. I wasn't shocked that she took a bump. A lot of people were like, she can bump. And I'm like, she's probably been around wrestling rings for a long time. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't doubt it, but it, she did a heck of a job. Yeah, You know, hats off to her. You know what? I will say that we saw, I don't want to say something similar, but we saw what pairing Jungle Boy, Jack Perry with Christian Cage did for his heel turn. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes for Nick Wayne from mm-hmm. here because hopefully he learns from Christian. You're learning from the best heel in AEW right now. But I did think that Jack Perry was doing some things that were really working, and I do think that that came from his uh, pair up with Christian. So, of good course, call. good stuff from Christian Cage, and we'll see where this goes. Mm-hmm. This is followed up by another Continental Classic match. This one was between Rouge. And Jay White, obviously, you know, Jay White lost his uh, world title match against MJF at Full Gear. Uh, Rush starts out aggressively, and he did not drop that. Like, there was a couple of times that I was like, Rush is going to win here because he fought. It, this was hard hitting. He was very aggressive throughout the match, mm-hmm. uh, nailing a drop kick at Jay White. It, I felt like Rush dominated for the majority of the match. However, um, there was a, almost a ref bump. Almost a ref bump. Uh, Jay White kind of protected this ref from taking the ref bump. Mm-hmm. And um, with the official blind to it, of course, Jay White hits a low blow. And that opens up the sh- the chance for him to deliver the Blade Runner to score three points. The winner of this match is Jay White. Your thoughts? I thought I thought the, the match was fine if you like, uh, if you like chops. If if you if you're into chop fest, that's exactly what you got in this one. And you know the crowd was quiet for a lot of it, but they did seem to wake up when the, these these chops were being thrown. And as far as the winner of this match, yeah, especially after losing on you know at full gear, is it the right choice? I don't know. You could have had him somehow lose this match, but at the same time, you you know. I don't know. I, I for me, it, the sad thing was going into the match. It was you know sometimes you want to say, oh, I'd like to see so and so win it for this reason or so and so win right. it for this reason. Uh, for me, it was like, yeah, okay, here's a match. Uh, it, it didn't matter to me who won, and that's they, that's sad. <laughs> it is sad. They haven't really done anything for Rouge on Wednesday night television. Let me be clear about the words that I'm choosing here. Wednesday night television, which is what we watch and review. We haven't seen Rooch do a lot or, or, you know, like get a lot of matches. And I do think that JY lost a lot of momentum after full gear. So I did think that this was that point that we spoke about earlier that kind of took me out of the show where I was like, okay, well, what time is it? You know, when you start looking at the time, wondering where the women are and all that, mm-hmm. I, I think, and, and I said this on my watch along and you, I don't know if you're agreeing or not, but I feel like, none of these guys are winning this tournament and it makes you kind of care less about the match. Just looking at the brackets, it's stacked and I just don't feel like right. Jay White or Rush are winning it. So 
No, you know, uh, again, it's it's a lot of a lot of that. Oh, I'm sure these two guys are going to have a heck of a match, but right. do, do do I care who wins it? And and you should care who wins it. I mean, a lot of times I'll watch a match saying, uh, I, I don't doesn't matter to me who wins this match as long as they have a good match. And there's nothing wrong with that as well. But in the wrestling business, you want to be you want your fans or your audience to choose sides. And that's why the old right. traditional heel and babyface thing—you want your fans to choose sides. And if your fans are going, going, ah, uh, whoever wins this match wins this match. But uh, okay. Yeah, and there's there. Everybody in this tournament bracket is good, so we're yeah. gonna get some good matches. We're gonna probably get tired of good matches. So I feel like you gotta get me invested below like beyond the this is going to be a good match because mm -hmm. they're all going to be good matches there's a lot of talented group of guys individuals in this tournament last question what do you think of the almost ref bump do you think this was well done the distraction compared like, to other things that they do <laughs> i i like it better because it was almost like the heel in the situation uh, outsmarted him right outsmarted the referee as opposed to the ref referee getting the heat because they're supposed to turn around or, right. you know, because a lot of the referee distractions, I hate to use the term, feel like they were set up lazily, lazy, mm -hmm. uh, where, oh, so-and-so will pop up and, you know, you just go, you just turn or, you know, there was that incident at the, at the, at the pay-per-view at the full gear where I don't know how Aubrey didn't see that thing hanging out. Anyways. Oh my God. Don't even get me started, started on that. On that. that was yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so uh, I like the fact in this tournament too, that there's no uh, hanger honors, no, no, right. uh, nobody ringside for this matches to cause those distractions. So if there is going to be a distraction for the referee, it has to be creatively done. And the heat mm -hmm. goes to the right person. It goes to the heel as opposed to the referee. And I think they did it right this time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I didn't think the ref looked like they didn't know what they were doing or they didn't know how to do their job. So I, I actually like this. I thought about you immediately. Um, now I know that Corey uh, Pride has been waiting a long time, but his super chat, $2, says, who should be Tony's next feud? Wow. And we are going into Tony's acceptance speech. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love this, by the way. They had like this uh, almost like a fake award show for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tony then appears to give her a substance speech, running through the crowd to accept it, like real awards. Mariah May presents her with the gold. Uh, Tony Storm claims she had nothing prepared for the speech, but then she pulls out the note. Like she's she's just killing That's... it right now. Her music then gets played. She cuts that off, uh, and she talks about little Tony Storm who wants to be her. Yeah. <laughs> But then she said it is her spot and nobody's going to take it. I mm -hmm. I thought this was uh, very well done. We we all been very high on everything that Tony does. So mm -hmm. what do you think of this segment? And to answer Corey Price's super chat, who do you think her next feud should be? Oh, uh, as far as the segment, I thought it was well done. It was, you know, this whole thing with Tony Storm and, and embracing this character. She's making me believe that she thinks that she is a, a star. And and I love the presentation of the of the title uh, kind of like an award ceremony, like the, the, the Academy Awards, the Oscars and so forth. And the under, the underrated person in this whole, uh, scenario, not, not her, uh, um, what's the gentleman's name that's with her? I, oh man, I can't suspect. Luther? Luther, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not Luther, it's RJ City. Yeah. You RJ know, City uh, has been incredible here. He has been helping make this work and, and, it is working. It's getting people talking. And, and and as far as who the next competitors should be, you know, there is a deep women's division, but who have they built up? I mean, you can make it a, a case for a Britt Baker or somebody like that. Ruby Soho, Vel Red Velvet. I don't know. You look down the list, but nobody's standing out right now. Somebody has to come out and say, hey, look, you are living in a fantasy world and I am come to bring you back to reality or whatever the promo is going to be, you know, to... to entice this next rivalry because as champion she shouldn't be going out and saying oh i'm fighting you next it should be someone who wants to say hey i want the champ yeah i i agree with you i love the segment um i i, I just been very happy with everything that tony's doing and i'm glad they're letting her embrace and i'm glad she got a whole segment and this wasn't a picture mm -hmm. in picture you know something we got to hear her speak by the way i don't know if you caught this but at the press conference the the 
scrum post full gear, she was supposed to show up as a new champion and she just sent a letter to Tony Khan to read. Wow. <laughs> Which, uh, again, it was incredible. But um, I'm glad that they didn't involve Mariah May in the finish at full gear because I do think I want to see them together for a little bit longer. So I'm not going to throw her name out there. I do think they have been featuring a whole lot of sky blue. And I know that she lost at the pay-per-view, but we saw her get a big win tonight, a big mm -hmm. hometown win. So I'm keeping my eye on sky blue. I do think that, uh, I do think that Tony will probably yeah. retain on her first title defense. So I can see Sky Blue getting a nice field here. And but I don't I don't know that Tony's losing this title anytime soon. No, I hear you. And and speaking of Sky Blue, and not to take your spot here because I know you're hosting tonight. Uh the, she had the nice three-way match with uh yeah. with Anna Jay and, and Ruby and and uh in their usual spot right before the main 940, yep. Yeah. yeah the, a little bit later than normal, but uh you know they had a good showing and, and she looked good. Sky Blue did look good. So if she is going to be the next challenger for Tony Storm, I think uh, I think they're going to have a, a, a nice little program going. Just set it up without just saying, hey, we're having a match. Correct. Correct. I agree with you. I actually really like the, the triple threat match. I liked her performance at full gear, even though she wasn't successful. Um, I, I can see this feud working out again, but they have to build it. Don't, don't right. just put Sky Blue on TV every week and then be like, now she's going to face Tony Storm at the pay-per-view because that wouldn't make any sense. But we covered the women. Did you feel at this point that we're rushing a little bit? Because I'm like, we're going to run out of time. They had an overrun. Mm -hmm. But did you notice that? The women start at 940. They gave them 10 minutes. And I'm thinking, there's no way they're going to give Briscoe and Mox five minutes. <laughs> right. No. They, I know they mentioned it in commentary. And usually that you could mention in commentary, hey, we're going to stay with this. It's a 20-minute time limit. Right you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, sometimes your mind is programmed to think, hey, it's 8 till 10 p.m., not 8 till 10, 10 or whatever it is. But, but for them to say that they are going to stick with it, uh, you know. They're just doing a lot of overruns uh, lately. And I don't mind. I don't care. Like, stay with it. I'd rather you do that than give me a five-minute match. But mm -hmm. um, for the people DVRing, especially on an episode that I would, I would think all viewership is dropping this week would have been the big holiday I think you should have just at least announced it ahead of time because if you're DVRing it, you're going to miss the whole finish, which I thought right. was incredible. Before we move on to the next event, we do see Warlow shown backstage doing some flexing, and he says that MJF downfall will happen on his time. AR Fox comes to give him advice, but he gives him a headbutt. I'm glad that we're keeping Warlow on TV and looking strong, and I think he's going to be next for MJF at some point, maybe before or after Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah, you can. Again, they, they, they missed the boat with him the first time. Let's hope it doesn't happen a second time. And, yes, I like drawing out the story, but if mm -hmm. you draw it out too long, you run the risk of, of losing that momentum you have with Wardlow that seems to be coming back. Right. Agree. Agree. We'll see where it goes, but maybe a nice field. Maybe somebody try to get on his way. Maybe we'll give him Samoa Joe. December 30th is a long time from now. Maybe they can do something in between because Samoa Joe said he's going to protect MJF from any distractions. So ah, maybe that's what Good call. Doing. Good call. Um, obviously, we move on to the main event. The main event is another Continental Classic match. I have a feeling we're going to be getting a lot of these mm. <laughs> per episodes, but this one is John Moxley against Mark Briscoe. I got to tell you, I thought this match was incredible. The blood did not come from Moxley, Jimmy. It came from <laughs> uh, it came from Briscoe, but the spot happened in a picture-in-picture. Picture. We missed I, it. I know. See, see that's that's the thing. You know, I, I understand the reasoning for the picture-in-picture picture is people think, oh, they keep people interested. But at the same time, when you go to picture-in-picture, picture, you can't have stuff like that happen then. Right. The, the talent should be aware. And, of course, the referee's job is to let everybody let, let everybody in the ring know, hey, we're going to commercial break, uh, you know. And during commercial break, yes, you have the picture-in-picture, picture, but you don't have to do anything outside uh, egregious, you know what I mean, during that commercial break. Because even if you do, don't have picture-in-picture, picture, you could do something during the commercial break. And when you come back have them all bloody and go, oh, my God, this is what happened when we were away. Right. You know, it, right. it loses something when you don't have the commentary helping yeah, you along. Yeah, because they – Yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, no. and speaking of commentary, it, it was almost like commentary. Oh, look at this. We have blood, and it's not Moxley bleeding. Yeah. It's almost like they threw <laughs> – I think everybody's seen with the joke at this point. Like, we all exactly. know, but – 
I thought yeah. he just made Briscoe look even more badass in his showing mm -hmm. because I will run down real quick the match. But I really enjoyed this match. Like, Mark Briscoe slaps John Moxley right away, and the two men break things down immediately. Back and forward punches. I thought it was fast moving. I thought the action never stopped. But Briscoe, obviously, we say he cut open. It was the steel steps spot that happened during the picture in picture. I didn't like that we were on a picture in picture at at 9.59, like a minute before the show's supposed to be off the air. No. Uh, anyways, after he gets cut, Briscoe fires back with an elbow strike. He launches Moxley across the, the ring. He bites a chump out of Moxley. <laughs> um, he, get, he got caught with the paradise shift. Um, mm -hmm. But then Briscoe, like, does this counter where he, like, went to sell it, but he just kind of, like, bounced back up. I actually really, really enjoyed that. Connects with a drop kick. He's a Dead Valley driver, then the froggy ball, but Moxley kicks out. Uh, Moxley had to hit him again with another, with the Dead Rider. Uh, Briscoe kicks out. The crowd was hot for this. The two men go back and forth until Moxley hits a stump and another Dead Rider. And this time, Briscoe cannot kick out. I love this match. I thought it was fast moving. I thought I was rooting for both guys at some point, uh, you know, it just never slowed down. Maybe it was a time restriction. I'm not sure, but it was probably my favorite match of the night. No, I did enjoy the match. But again, it was those little things where you, you know, you said he, he got hit with a, what was the move again, where he popped up and hit the drop kick. That mm -hmm. just felt a little off because, you know, it, it almost felt like he no sold it. Then after he hit the drop kick, he sold it. You know, it, the timing of the it's it, again it's those little things mm -hmm. but, and yes there were some very big death valley drivers and stuff like that yeah out of and, you know uh it was the but the crowd was into it, it yeah the it, crowd it, was into it they had they, the crowd exactly they did have the crowd and again in my opinion the right guy went over and after the match, we got the post-match handshake, the show of respect. The, the sportsmanship with all the, yeah. you know, the, all the show of respect. Right. But I really like that. I wouldn't mind seeing these two go at it again on a, on a separate occasion. That is the one good thing about tournaments is that you can, problem is that AW do a lot of them, but you can put people that are not a storyline against each other and they give you a match that you're like, oh, I didn't realize that we're going to be this good. I wouldn't mind seeing them run it back. But there, there, there is technically a story, a backstory that they're in right. this tournament, and it, their whole goal is to win as many mm -hmm. matches in this tournament as they possibly can and gain as many points. And that's right. that's another reason why I like this point system, where you can come from behind in a tournament. Like I was just gonna bring that up. I'm glad that you did because I was gonna say I thought that Briscoe had a great showing, and that doesn't keep him out of the tournament. He just didn't gain any points today, but there's still a lot of opportunities. As of tonight, we have. Moxley, Jay White, and Swerve Strickland with three points each. And Rouge, uh, Jay Lethal, and Mark Briscoe with zero points. But that doesn't mean anything at this point because this is still anybody's game. Uh, th there's one thing that bothers me before we go into our closing thoughts, and that is that I feel like, I don't know if you saw this, but they're going to counter Survivor Series with three hours of programming, Collision and Rampage on Saturday for AEW. Yeah, it didn't work out too good for them last time. They they went head to head on a Friday night, mm -hmm. you know. And and this is Survivor Series, one of the big four. So this, uh, I I don't, I don't know think the they did too good either with Crown Jewel. And Crown Jewel was on during the day. They weren't even competing directly against it. Exactly. So you know, hey, you know, it it is what it's. They've got to stop this mentality of hey, we're gonna start you know, reignite this Monday night war kind right. of thing and just do your thing and try to grow your audience and, and, and be successful. You the know, reason stop, why stop worrying, stop, sorry, stop worrying about the other guys and do what you guys do best. Yeah. The reason why it bothers me a little bit, I don't know if you saw the numbers, like you said, they were going head to head with SmackDown, so they didn't do very good. I think it was like 220,000 one show, 250 the other show, but I feel like they're going to do Half of these tournaments on these shows are going to come back on Wednesday and already feel lost. Like they need to put together a small video package or or something like, hey, if you didn't tune in, this is where we're at with the tournament because I don't want them to just start throwing matches out there and us to have to figure out who has how many points because we didn't keep up with the Saturday programming. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like 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 tonight we got some some video packages from the uh, Full Gear pay per view, mm -hmm. which which you know helped. For those who didn't tune in and see it, so and and 
that makes a lot of sense when you're recapping the tournament. This is what happened on the on the weekend during the tur- uh, the blue bracket or whatever you call it. You know, right? It seems like this is going to be a main focus for them for a little bit. So I'm assuming we're going to get like an updated ranking. You know, every every time maybe they they going to wrestle. But as of right now, I believe they announced Brody King against Eddie Kingston from the blue bracket and Daniel Garcia against uh, Claudio. And those are going to happen in the Saturday programming. But that's it. That's, that was your Dynamite, Thanksgiving Eve Dynamite. What are your final closing thoughts and where the people can find you, Jimmy? Well, I did. I was entertained tonight for, for, for much of the show. But, again, it's those little things that kind of get me going, come on, not now. Yeah. Wrong, wrong timing. Like, like we said at the beginning, timing issues and, and – and I keep saying about the little things. It's just the little things that make me go, oh, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, that's about it. I think they did a good job telling stories, getting, you know, progressing stories along. And hopefully they continue that and take their time to tell these stories instead of trying to rush them. And as far as where you can reach me, obviously here on Wednesday nights with you and usually Justin. Happy birthday again, Justin. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, and on Monday nights where it's Triple J, myself, Justin with Jack uh, Farmer, your buddy, <laughs> uh, talking yes, post-raw. Uh, you can catch me every week on the Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, uh, Brian Hebner, and RJ, who holds the glue together for us. And uh, this week we talked to Chris Sabin, which was, uh, we had a blast having chatting with him. And well, I'm going to check that one out. And of course, from... Monday to Friday on all my social media platforms. You can catch me doing my ref and rants are a minute long. Again, little critiques, not to tear down, but to tighten screws that I believe need to be tightened. Uh, yeah, I actually really, really enjoy your ref and rants. I'm, I'm th- I know why you keep them to a minute, but I wouldn't mind if you like went on and on because I actually really appreciate your point. You sound, you, thank you. You sound like my wife. She goes, you got to do those longer. You can't get, you can't spit it out in a minute sometimes. You know, she's also, <laughs> she's also my camera person. Oh, yeah, we're getting some behind the scenes uh, secrets here. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, guys, I enjoy the show. I just didn't think it tastes right. And maybe I over... I was overthinking a lot of things when the when the whole who am I supposed to cheer for? I when I'm the queen of it's modern day wrestling. Who cares? Because I I always cheer for the bad guys. So, mm-hmm. but there was there was a couple of things that confused me. But I did think we have been some storylines a lot more than what I thought they would, because they could have phoned it in today, mm-hmm. being you know one of the biggest right. travel days of the year. Nobody's watching TV, etc. So yeah, I thought it was a fun dynamite. I just wish we would have just timed it a little bit differently or done some things differently. I think my biggest uh was uh the sword strickland not selling the, the the damage of that match. And my 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 favorite thing was the, the main event. I thought that both Mark Briscoe and Mox cool. killed it. You guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Friday, my YouTube channel, NYC Dima Diva. I'm not streaming this weekend because I am headed to Chicago for Survivor Series. So I'm going to be live on the scene, Jimmy. That's awesome. Enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm go- I'll be watching. I can't wait to hear the crowd reaction for Randy. I'm glad they I'm glad they announced him, but I'm glad they didn't have him come out on Monday cuz we still get the, you know. You were of a like mind there because you, that initial reaction for when they first see him is going to be the biggest pop. Yes, he yeah. got a great pop when, when, you know, when Cody said his stuff on Monday night. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, don't do it. And then uh, on the, uh, somebody said, well, maybe they'll come, bring him out on, on Friday. Don't waste that initial. Nope. We see him. You know what? I even said, hey, let him, let them be segments during the pay-per-view or, or the PLE, as, as you guys call it. Right. You know? It's still a pay-per-view up in Canada. What can I tell you? <laughs> but uh, where all day long, the four members of the team are going, Cody, where's your friend? You said he's going to be, he'll be here. You right. know, and they're anticipating. Now the question is, will he show up? And then. I actually you know. really love that. Yeah. I, I, and I love the facials of Jay Uso. People don't remember last time we saw Randy, he was being taken out by Roman in the bloodline. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I think survivor. I don't think. WWE has missed with their PLEs this year. So I'm super excited to be there live. There will not be a podcast post-Smackdown. We will not be covering Survivor Series. So my watch-alongs 
and Wrestling Inc. We will be back on Monday and we'll talk about everything that went out throughout the weekend. Uh, happy birthday, Justin LaVar. Jimmy, I know you don't celebrate, but it's still, I'm thankful that I get to podcast with you. Such a legend. All right. Uh, oh, no. The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. And enjoy the coffee down there because I know the coffee down there is awesome. <laughs> and everybody in the chat, we're thankful for you guys always tuning in. Let us know where you're watching from. Have fun. Eat tons of food. We will see you on Monday. Well, you guys will see them on Monday. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving and stay safe, everyone. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.